my name is Elena Conroy. I'm the commissioning editor for Regenerative Medicine, published by Future Science Group. I'm joined here today by Professor Paul Fairchild from the University of Oxford. Hi, Paul. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I'm going to kick off the interview with a question about yourself. So how did you initially become interested in regenerative medicine and stem cell biology? Well, I actually first trained as a, an immunologist actually back in the 1980s, so quite a while ago now. Um, and worked initially on the whole field of allograft rejection and autoimmune disease. Um, but I first became interested in stem cells uh, when I was working with mouse embryonic stem cells. And the whole purpose of that project was to try and generate a knockout mouse model. Um, in fact, during that period, I worked out how to differentiate uh, mouse ES cells in vitro into populations of dendritic cells, which are absolutely key to the whole immune system. And uh, shortly after we achieved that, uh, human embryonic stem cells were first described and published. And so I realized that actually what we had done would be very relevant to the human for purposes of immunotherapy, for instance, or for inducing tolerance to tissues derived from embryonic stem cells. And really my whole interest in the field has sort of led on from that. And we've always worked really at the interface between immunology on the one hand and stem cell biology on the other. And it seems like it works very well together. It is, yes, yeah. it is a good combination. Good, okay. So today you're here to speak about the upcoming special focus issue uh, for the journal for which you're guest editor. Can you tell us a little bit about the issue? Yes, yeah, so really the whole issue is focusing on that interface between stem cell biology and immunology. Uh, partly from the perspective of rejection of tissues derived either from embryonic or induced pluripotent stem cells to try and uh, understand what the issues of immunogenicity actually are, how big a, a challenge this is actually going to be to bring um, some of these therapies into the clinic, mm -hmm. but then how we can actually get around those issues and try and induce ultimately tolerance to those tissues so that they're accepted. But also uh, the issue brings together people with expertise in various different areas, but also in expertise with immunotherapy. And what we're hoping to show in this issue is that there are lots of opportunities as well as challenges for that junction between stem cell biology and immunology. Okay. So using cells for immunotherapeutic purposes. Okay, so following that, why do you think immunology is so important in the field of regenerative medicine? Mm. I think it's absolutely fundamental to the whole field of regenerative medicine for a whole host of reasons, but mainly because we will only be able to uh, progress this science into the clinic if we take the bull by the horns, really, and understand what the immunological constraints are likely to be. Yeah. And only if we do that and then try to work around them are we ever going to be successful in treating disease states. So immunology is absolutely fundamental. And yeah. sadly, it's been rather neglected over the, uh, the past few years, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so what do you hope the readers of the journal will get out of this special focus issue? Mm. Well, I do hope that people, after reading this, will actually engage a little bit more with the immunology yeah. of rejection mm -hmm. in this particular context. And it is a very special context that we're using uh, stem cells as a, as a way of treating disease states. It's very different from whole organ transplantation, for instance. So I hope that people will be able to engage with that to realise that this is a major issue that has to be addressed, but also that they would be able to, um, to become excited by the opportunities that it provides. As I said, we're trying to, to show not only the challenges, but also those opportunities, and the opportunities that perhaps induced pluripotent stem cells provide for differentiating particular cell types that can be used for immunomodulation or immune tolerance in vivo. So that's really what I, I hope people will get from this. Yeah, okay, well, we definitely hope so. So now this is quite a niche area. However, you're now part of the Immunomodulation Hub, which is part of the UK Regenerative Medicine platform. 
Could you tell us a little bit about this new collaboration? Yes, yeah. Well, this actually stems from a consultation that the government held back in 2011, I believe it was, okay. uh, called the Forward Look in Regenerative Medicine. And uh, I was privileged to be a part of that uh, consultation. And we were able to, to show that the immunology of, of rejection was going to be absolutely paramount to the whole success of regenerative medicine. And so that actually became part of the government's strategy for regenerative medicine back in 2012. And it was from that that the UK regenerative medicine platform was born. And one of the hubs um, has been in the whole field of immune modulation or tolerance induction. And so that's really the history behind it. But when uh, Fiona Watt and Francesco Darcy uh, asked me to be involved in, in this whole consortium, I was, of course, extremely uh, pleased to be able to, to contribute to it. And it's really brought together expertise in many different fields, so it's quite interdisciplinary. So fields uh, um, from different uh, cell types like macrophages, dendritic cells, regulatory T cells, mm -hmm. we've brought in all of that expertise, um, but also in different disease states as well. So from macular degeneration of the eye through to liver failure and diabetes. So all of that uh, uh, expertise is represented within the uh, consortium. And the idea is that we bring together people working in the basic science, but also clinical application to try and brainstorm on how we're going to deal with these issues of immunogenicity. Okay. So we hope that from this robust protocols of the induction of tolerance might, uh, might evolve. Yeah, that sounds like a really great collaboration, definitely. So how do you think all this research from this collaboration will benefit research in regenerative medicine? Well, my hope is that it'll underpin the whole of regenerative medicine because currently any applications of regenerative medicine are limited by the issues of immunogenicity, yeah. whether that is the treatment of, of um, uh, heart failure or, or diabetes, whatever it may be, if we don't deal with the immunology of rejection of the mm -hmm. tissues that have been differentiated, yeah. then unfortunately we're going nowhere in the clinic. So I think it will be an enabling technology which enables us to, uh, to take this forward in many different contexts. Okay, so you've already mentioned a few, but what do you think are the current biggest challenges to address in stem cell and the transplant fields? Yes, well, I think probably the biggest challenge is going to be weaning us off the dependence on immune suppression. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, immune suppression has been uh, extremely successful in enabling whole organ transplantation. There's, there's no doubt about that. Without immune suppression, we would not be transplanting yeah. whole organs. Yeah. But it's not going to be possible to rely on immune suppression in this whole context of cell replacement therapy, partly because of the ethics involved, because the, the actual risks associated with long-term immune suppression mm -hmm. are often far greater than the risks of the actual disease state that we may be trying to treat using yeah. regenerative medicine. Okay. So if we think about macular degeneration of the eye, then uh, blindness is of course extremely inconvenient, but it isn't life-threatening. Mm -hmm. Whereas actually immune suppression on the kind of level that we would need to use in order to gain acceptance of tissues within the eye would actually probably be life-threatening. So in fact, we can't really offer immune suppression as a solution. Okay. And the other problem, of course, with uh, using pluripotent stem cells is that they are very prone to becoming tumorigenic. Yeah. And if we immune suppress a patient at the same time as giving them a cohort of cells which we know to have a propensity to become tumorigenic, then we're exposing them just to far too high a level of risk. Yeah. So I think the biggest challenge is going to be developing um, ways around the use of immune suppression and the development of robust protocols for tolerance induction is the most likely way forward, but it's certainly very challenging.
Yeah. So this seems like a really important path that well, I would one, certainly say yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. what research are you actually currently undertaking to overcome these challenges? Mm -hmm. Well, there's lots of research that's going on in the whole field, um, and many of the groups that are involved in this are involved in the immunomodulation hub. Uh, but my own lab has been particularly interested in the dendritic subfield, mm -hmm. which is, is, of course, how all of this started for me. Um, and we've recently worked out how to differentiate specific populations of dendritic cells or subsets of dendritic cells uh, from human-induced pluripotent stem cells. And some of those have been implicated in tolerance induction. So we're very interested in pursuing that, in trying to modulate them pharmacologically so that they are much more likely to put in place a robust form of tolerance when we re-administer them rather than, than inducing an immune response. So that's really the angle that my own lab is taking. Okay. That's really interesting. Okay, so our last question for today, what do you predict are going to be the biggest changes over the next five years in the field of immune tolerance in regenerative medicine? Um, well, I think the biggest challenge certainly that we have is trying to move from in vitro cultures and uh, perhaps animal models of rejection mm -hmm. through to the actual clinic itself. So it's one thing to do all of this in vitro but in fact, uh, there are very few correlates of what goes on in vitro with actual induction of tolerance in vivo, because tolerance ultimately is an in vivo phenomenon. It is something that you can only demonstrate in vivo. So moving to first in man studies and to clinical studies is going to be the, the major challenge. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the, we will achieve that hopefully within the next five years. So that's going to be the major challenge and the major change as well. Okay, well, it seems like a really positive outlook. Um, well, thank you very much, Paul. So the special focus issue um, on immunological challenges and opportunities in regenerative medicine will be available in April. If you want more information, please have a look at regmednet.com. Thank you so much, Paul. It was great talking to you and it was an absolute pleasure working with you on this special focus issue. Thank you. Thank you very much.